Tonight on the Traxxas Sector Warcast, it's June and the heat is on. Not only are we all sweating under our power armor, but Conquest is also heating up. We get new cards, bathe in them, and before we know it, the next heat wave hits us in the form of a new war pack. Join us this early summer discussion on how we're faring in the ever-changing world in which war is eternal, and the cards are always coming. The Traxxas Sector Warcast starts now. This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 31, Captain Blondebeard, Space Pirate. Welcome, I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Carl Anderton. This is episode 31, and we have ourselves... Yeah, isn't it amazing? I just stopped at 31. By the way, we got to 30, and we didn't even acknowledge it last episode. I'm like, oh, we're the big 3-0. Yeah, okay, (laughs) we're good. I was going to say, by by that point, that's just got like, wow, how long have we been doing this? Um, So we have a new national champion, guys. Rick Reinhart earned his kudos at Origins. Uh, last week, yay! Yes, Mr. Reinhardt. Um, uh, he won playing an Eldoroth Starbane with some Tau allies, and I know that because not because I've seen a deck list, but because I saw a tweeted tweeted picture of them playing, and he had Tau unit down with Eldoroth. <laughs> so wish you were not. Woohoo! So I, I, other than that, I don't have a lot of information. Congratulations to Rick uh, as being the first Origins national champion because. Was were Gen Con was Gen Con Nationals or was it North American Championships? Well, it was Nationals originally. Now it's the North American. Okay. Right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the difference. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's still the Gen Con Championship in the end, is what comes. Right. Up. Right. So, you know. so cool. So that's one of the pe- one piece of news. The other piece of news is, oh my gosh, Jungles arrived last week, and as is the has been the timeline lately, Unforgiven is shipping. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna get Unforgiven. My guess is. Uh, Two weeks, like July, mid, whatever, July seventh, early, early mid July. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, July seventh is my guess. I could be completely wrong, but with the Death World cycle and and the final pack was announced, so we have Warp Unleashed as the final final pack. So we have Jungles, Unforgiven, Slash and Burn, in which Maxim yes makes his debut. Waiting for him. Searching for Truth, in which the is it an is, is oh no no that's the Necron Warlord comes in oh yes right yes. the remove damage guy against the great enemy in which the Eldar uh, Warlord comes in and the Warp Unleashed which is as people were predicting ourselves included uh, the Slanish Warlord comes in and that gives us I counted them up that gives us four Warlords at the end of that cycle we have four Warlords for Space Marines Astro Militarum Eldar and Chaos. And three for Tyranids, Necrons, Orcs, Dark Eldar, and Tau. I'd be interested to see if any of these are still Dark double Eldar. Warlord packs. We don't know yet. Because we've, we've had one of the earliest um, no Warlord packs with jungles. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right, they wanted, right. They wanted to get right. the new mechanic in, in, a, in a vacuum, as it were. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's accepting. That's that's assuming we we don't have any double Warlords in those packs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I, it, it should be fun. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, I am. I am, definitely. Vey looks um, hilarious. I'm going to be using the shorthand for the Slash Warlord there because the, that is going to be the most mispronounced name in existence. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vey? Okay, yeah. so Vey is Vey, the Vey it is right upon now, name. Yeah. As, in, yeah. as, is, uh, as is the Traveler. Yes. For Ancher and Kerr. I'm sorry. Anrakir. Anrakir. I think so anyway, but yeah. That's one of those ones like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, um, Vey looks, I mean, Vey and AOE 1 Warlord. That's yeah, just, wow. a, Yeah, an AOE 1 Warlord. Yeah. 
he might be he might really put because of that AE one. That's kind of a weird Zerather like damage increasing to everybody mm-hmm. effect. But he has to he has to attack to do that. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's a it's I would call it just under Zerather. And but they've but but I think he's does I think Brad has found a way to design in that warlord that's that isn't the one where oh well this is better than Zerather. Mm. I think I think he wins. doesn't suffer from that problem. He's one of the guys who definitely wins the competition for has most effect when he gains his signature support, adding another AOE to AOE two. Oh yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. That absolutely. Is just, oh, yeah, as yeah. a warlord absolutely. unit, is that what his attachment does? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's oh. attached to a target chaos unit. Attached to target one. chaos unit. AOE one. And it's not. Is it war gear? I can't yeah, remember. Um, you know, I'm Could not you certain. attach it to? Could you attach it to a vicious bloodletter? I think I think I determined it was war gearing. Okay, I'm, I'm, I would be confident not because AOE four would be the most obnoxious thing I can think of. <laughs> so, but AOE two on a warlord with a bloodletter nearby is ah, uh, yep, you know, absolutely. Yeah. AOE two is horror, and like just the whole thing of like, oh, it's such and such a little chaos guy. I don't really care about that. That little dude's got AOE one now. Oh, oh hello. Hmm. <laughs> That's a little bit more of a problem. <laughs> Too bad you can't attach Doom Siren to the Warlord. <laughs> well, well that, that's a great thing. Sacrifice the Warlord. We're now hitting game mechanic problems. Yeah. I mean, the, the exact discussion came up, and people going like, might actually get someone to use Doom Siren, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, if it, like, blooded him or something, I could buy that, I guess. It'd be interesting. Know, yeah. <laughs> but then also, I mean, that'd be crazy, because talk about then, you know, that Warlord, oh, I'll go over here, Command Snipe, and we're going to go ahead and just wipe out you know, do AOE on the planets to both on either side of that one I'm at. It, it would it would be hilarious. It would be that. hilarious, would well, it be? Yeah. yeah, and let's not forget like the the reaction. So after an enemy army the unit cultist. is destroyed yeah. while this unit is attacking, so he's a one eight, right? Mm-hmm. So somehow he has to do one more one damage. He doesn't have a very potent attack, but if an enemy army unit is destroyed while this unit is attacking, you pull the cultist token into play at HQ. So mm-hmm. it's it's akin to, it's it's a weird similar similarity to Captain Sicarius, mm-hmm. right? Cato, where yeah. he gets a resource, mm-hmm. uh, not quite well, as powerful, but well, but I mean that's the thing. I, I would think with with the uh, the warlord, you probably won't. I would use him almost exclusively to go after command units. With the AOE, do you think so? Yeah, uh, to get the cultists. I mean, well, you know, well, well, especially especially if you're messing around in the first part of the phase, uh, first part, early part of the game, and this is something we're going to talk about uh, later on, because we were talking about uh, one of the questions was uh, what are good early game warlords, what are good late game warlords, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I would think early game it would be almost exclusive, like because you want to get those cultists out, like okay, I'm going to cap, I'm going to cap your command and kill your units and get cultists in the process that then maybe power, you know, my big demons coming out later. Yeah, and then, and well, then the, yeah. his signature support is when you put a demon into play, put a cultist token into HQ. Yeah, get yeah. the refund. Right, yeah. so I mean, it's just like this cultist... It's... Well, you might even be concerned... I, it, I just had the thought that you might be concerned that you don't have... You might hit your 10 limit for cultist tokens. I, but you're yeah. constantly spending them with his... Yeah, you should, you should be his, constantly uh, chewing them he's, up for yeah. something else. For, he's spending yeah. them... the. Demonette, the demonette yeah, thing. To move them, you yeah. sacrifice well, just getting, one to move getting demons into play. Most yeah. demons into play too. I mean, it's it's not like um, both. Like I think the big ones are Kiff and Zogwort are the two who were like cover the table in tokens. Oh, and they and stay Swarmlord, there. yeah, yeah. Swarmlord was yeah, the first the, one where you're exactly. like, oh, 
But yeah, the demon, demon cultists generally go. The cultists generally go apart for demons. I would say there. I, I'm. I was. I was thinking about this as you were saying that, as you were discuss, um, describing that idea of him um, sniping command with him. I think my initial thought was that um, that's more of a pleasant side point of doing what you should be doing anyway. Which is you probably, unless you, if you don't have to, you're probably gonna. You don't have to fight a major battle. You're probably sending your warlord out to command snipe. Mm -hmm. In this case, when he does that, generally he'll end up with a cultist, right? Which is just a, ni a nice bonus trade. Right, and he has that. eight toughness, so he could go into a. He could go in, assuming he has command. He snipes. Uh, he does area effect one that may or may not kill the opposing. Unit. These days it's hard to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. These days it's hard to say, but you. You, you may or may not, and then you can take a couple of hits. Mm -hmm. You can take a couple damage because he's a one eight. He's a slightly tougher mm -hmm. one, right? Yeah. And and to some extent, chaos have the shield cards. Yeah, you mm -hmm. play with a lot of those two shield cards, so you can bring some of those. Yeah, no, I mean he's definitely going to be interesting, but yeah, like I say, it's it's the the big thing I thought about was like Kif fills a planet full of um, chimeras, mm -hmm. and then the Waller walks in and goes, "I got this. Don't yep. worry, I got this. That's a horrible thought." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be that would be rough. So that's that's the warp unleashed. That's the Vay, Vi, Vosh, whatever his name is. Okay. One of the things we wanted to talk about a little bit. One of the suggestions from again the card game DB thread was which warlords have the best early game, and which warlords have the best late game. We appreciate examples. We li I like I we, we like to give examples, but what we realized. In an audio-only podcast, it's quite difficult to give you a a concrete example that doesn't have that has more than a few cards, mm. right? We can say this 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 unit and this unit are against that unit and that unit at a planet, yay! Mm. And we can kind of draw out a scenario in an audio-only podcast. What we will be doing in the somewhat related thing is we're working on how to provide more commentary to our video play. Uh, on our YouTube channel, so we might be uh, referencing some of those videos as they come up as good examples of what happens late game, what happens early game. How do you do these things? Mm -hmm. So that being said, we're not going to necessarily give a lot of examples, but we want to we want to try to address that question. John, what are some early game warlords that you like? Uh, for my early game, I really like anything, almost anything that has a two attack. So. Uh Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I, I'm looking. I'm looking at like you know, Nazdrag. Uh, Kugoth is an exception there because I, I do think with his mechanic, uh, being able to move the damage out, um, he can. He's definitely a first planet yeah, bully kind of guy. It's a simulacrum of a of a two damage. It's a, it's yeah. a nastier version of a two damage stack, to be honest. Yeah. As long as you've been damaged. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I, I like that. I like that. Those warlords early game. I should say in an early game bully style. Like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get one of these. For one or two planets, right? That's what I consider. I consider early game in, for my playstyle either planet one or planet two. As it's first, those first out of those first five planets, you win one of those two planets. Yeah, or both. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. I got gotcha. you. So, so that's you know that's that's my that's They're in my a good position to do. Yeah, it. that's that's my yep. goal with that that warlord. So you you're not going to have a whole lot of support there with it. You may have one other unit with it. Ideally, there's going to be some other command out there. So if I've got Nazdrag and a Snakebite Thug at planet one. I'm I'm feeling pretty confident I'm going to win that. Wow, point. yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's a pretty good threat. So, so that's an interesting thought. So, like, I'm 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 playing over the idea of what you said there versus how I would look at it. So, you could say, for example, that the marine a lot of the marine captain um, commanders oh. seem to be good good early game players. <laughs> I think have got I think Mavros is an all phase. <laughs> well, totally. Warlord. Well, in, in terms of early game, they're all they've yeah. all got um, very very easy choices mm -hmm. because you, you're going to have a good selection of tough 
efficient units that are perfect for planet one or two with some warlord backing. You know, the Blindles veteran is a classic example. Mm-hmm. Almost all the signatures fall into that realm. Yep. Sicarius is beautiful for that kind of thing to do a little bit of maneuvering can be nice and efficient in there. I think Sicarius, if we were to compare the Space Marine guys, I think Sicarius is a better mid to late game warlord compared to the other two Space Marines. Totally. Because but, of the resource building right, that he does. Yes, definitely. Right? But, but thinking in, in general terms, because yeah. you, mm-hmm. because like, yeah. number one, the warlords come with friends. Oh yeah, you've absolutely. Always got, you've always got these things to squad. And I was thinking more in terms of the fact that all three of the Marines compared to other warlords are, um, are good. Right. When you mention that, are good early gamers. They generally got higher attack, they're generally fairly sturdy, and they've got the kind of units and play themselves to be able to go, I'm going to threaten these first few planets. Right, and I think that's why Marines always do so well and why they're so tough to play against. Um, because as, uh, you know, they normally can take normally take one of the first two planets, maybe both, mm-hmm. very easily. So then all if, they bo- if planet one and two share an icon as the opposing player, you're like, great. I'm, you know, am I behind the eight ball now because I'm, I'm down two planets to nothing? Two icons to nothing, and, and you know that, that's going to even tail into what we can talk about in our second point and the second question about how how you try to win the game when you're getting beaten on command or beat you know getting beaten. How do you come back from it? But you know, so those early and that's my play style again. Um, if I'm pl- I want to I'm a pretty aggressive player. I think everybody who plays uh, Warhammer is pretty aggressive. There's not very like oh I want to play the control deck and step way back and. Um, I think there's. A, I know Carl. Carl, wait, wait, what? Carl, wait, what? No, 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 no. Well, ultimately, it comes down to hate. Right? Ultimately, it comes down to yes, yeah, hate. You can, you can slowly brew and simmer that hate. Yeah, but yeah, yes. exactly. But yeah. Well, well, what, what I mean, what I mean is that uh, you know, as far as control decks to establish themselves, you know, I think you have to have a lot more units and a lot more tricks in your hand. So that's not going to happen until like turn three. Well, I don't know. The, one of the one of the additions I have to my list for early game is. Uh, Urian. He's not a very good late game guy. He's not necessarily a very good mid game guy. But early game, he can cripple you and take mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. I've been in plenty of games where you're just like, I'm lo- I'm ready to play Conquest, mm-hmm. and you have seven cards and they have eight, and he goes this, that, and the other, and you have one unit in your freaking hand, right? Nice and you good. go, okay, there we go, and uh, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. but n- then you're then you have to figure out a way to come back. Mm-hmm. Because that's raw. I mean, it can yeah. be very, very right. Hard. So, so he puts a choke on. He can put a choke on you right in the beginning. Yeah. Cato can put a choke on you later on because he's flushing resources while you are, while he's starving you for resources. So. Yep. You know, I, I mean, perhaps, perhaps yeah. he's starving. Perhaps, you for perhaps. Yeah. maybe. Yeah. May, the, I've seen Cato Dexter, and I've played in such a way so that I don't care if you get resources. I'm going to keep. Yeah. I'm, I want to draw cards. Right. So, so because I have Cato's ability, that's going to take care of my resources. So I'm going to be focused on cards. So I'm going to choke my opponent out of cards. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean that's that's an interesting point about Cato. There is <clears throat> rather than like say rather than controlling what the opponent's doing, you're simply staying ahead. Yeah. So you can do what you're doing. I'm going to be ahead of you. I'm killing something. I'm getting the money. I'm going to. Yep. And that's that's his deal. Is simply efficiently getting out those units. Just flat out. You know? Yeah. You you're saying there about um about favored early units, and you talk about the whole like you know we've been playing aggressively, and then the the control bit of me going right. I, that's how I play. But you know, um, I was suddenly thinking there that um, I think I'm having a little bit of trouble separating how I play an early game versus what Wall is doing well. If you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like take the Eldorath example. I to my my play style of Eldorath, I feel has a very good. How can I put this? Early and late, in the idea that generally it's extremely easy for Eldorath to go. I have control of the game round one. I'm not trying to win a planet, 
But I'm in a state where your next two or three turns are going to be extremely tough for you. Right. Because I've got these things down, I've got the choke on, I'm in a state where I can win what I need to, or at least stop you from getting it. And so my mid is going to be slow as that builds up, and then my late is going to be, and I win. Yeah. Right, no, and, and I, and I amongst the list of the folks, uh, list of the early game warlords that I like are Eldroth Control Deck, right? And it's uh, star, one ch- Starbane's Chosen, and, and one other command unit can win you one planet. Yeah, the council is a good one because, good because yeah. you know, Eldoroth goes there, Exhaust was there, boom, and they're, and they're done. Now, the counters to that are the other two what I, who I have listed as my early game units, which are a Kith control deck mm-hmm. because that can spawn a lot of units, and then Eldoroth gets to Exhaust one, but there's still a couple of left. Couple left, and then war with his cheap units and inexpensive units, and um, to some extent tougher units in some cases, right? That's so a similar the kind of AIP deal is a three cost is a is a three hit point unit, mm. and it can be hard to kill. The war one is a similar sort of deal to Eldoraf. There is while he can perfectly well bully the first planet, he's more he's more likely to be going. Here is all my stuff. Here is a problem for you for the next. Immediate turns. Right. It's something, right. something you have to be able to respond to. And you make a good point that Eldoraf, with his command units, his own council, combined with his own exhaust, means that he can be quite very mm-hmm. aggressive yes. compared to a lot of the other Eldar. Mm-hmm. And same deal with War, like you say, a couple of couple of um, extremely cheap or relatively cheap high power units. That's perfect early game play. Yeah. That's, you know, along with yeah. the ability to get command out. Okay, yeah. so I got, I got a question for you two guys then. So is it dependent on the Warlord or the deck you type of building? That what are you trying to achieve early game? Are you like you know I want to establish command control and I want to establish start start putting that resource that card choke on and if I win a planet okay great or is like I'm getting planet one I'm getting planet two and then I'll wait until and then I'll wait I'll let mid game kind of just happen and I'm gonna have I want to have everything ready for my the final planet. Well, I I think it goes to what you're building. Right, so I say Eldoroth control is good early game. Mm-hmm. So whereas Eldoroth vehicle manslaughter deck, really the, the Bonesinger Choir stuff, is not necessarily good early game mm-hmm. because you carry the three and four and five cost units that you want to build to, and eventually have this big thing, big this massive army that can't be stopped. Mm-hmm. You know that you can't beat on, uh, can't be beaten for the third planet. So. That kind of Eldroth deck, the Bonesinger Choir stuff, that's a more of a mid to late game. That's mm-hmm. a setup and let me not lose. Mm-hmm. Like let's and when I'm playing that deck, when I'm when I play that deck, I don't want to see a three planet win. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and those yeah. are. It's funny. It's I, I, I don't know. I'd be I'd be one to know what you guys think. How often do you see three planet wins? I'd, well, I'd probably how, well, say less than fifty percent of the time. I'd say different. Just anecdotally, if I, if, if I change the question a little bit, how often do you see the likelihood for a three planet win is better than fifty fifty? Well, no, no, that's what yeah. I mean. Is a three planet win, which is which is in three. If you, if somebody wins all three planets, they yeah. win. Better, right? b- about 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 fifty fifty. Um, the big deal there is it doesn't happen very often because as soon as you play a handful of games as con- of, as conquest, you start going, okay, I have to get one of those. Yeah, Once <laughs> I get one of those. The guy doesn't win. We can play from there. Right. Or right, I have right. to get all of them. You know, you right. say either way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I, I do see. I think I see them fairly often, about a fifty split. I would say. Okay. You know, the weird, the, the thing you see least, I think, are the in betweeners. You don't often, see, if you, you don't often see four and fives, because it, it seems to me either you get early wins or it's all off the other side. It's you have to go towards the end of the play. I see some. Yeah. I, I think I see fours and four. Uh, and the first planet flop, you say, okay, yeah. here's a here's the four planet win, here's a five planet win. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes the, it'll happen like once you get into it and because you've split two particular planets then the next win is seven mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you start thinking and then both people start thinking assassination right because yeah. <laughs> they don't want to go to seven kill kills you know yeah um, so, but yeah, you make a, you make a good point there. And um, well, well, you were saying talk about how do I approach it from the deck point. Um, my general feeling, because I'm always a bit um, toolboxy in my approach, is having a deck that would it, that everything going perfectly has a very specific plan. But I want to be able to look at the table and go, oh, it's a win in three, so I do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a win in five or six or four. Okay, I do this, and the deck can respond right, to those things. Right. And and yeah. and that's my plan. If that's you're my style. if you're playing a deck like an Eldoroth elite deck mm-hmm. seeing a three planet win dictates what you're going to do yeah. if, if you're going to sacrifice for to get you might have to sacrifice a bit of your plan for the deck mm-hmm. to get that second planet to interrupt mm-hmm. you know, the win yeah that is that is where the or the first planet is. to interrupt your win for the opponent it depends on if you have initiative right if i have initiative and it's a three planet win but i have a long game deck i'm going to try to get planet one mm-hmm. and then just set up for the rest Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. because assuming Planet Four isn't also a win for them yeah. if they get two, three, and four. Yeah. Here's one of those <clears throat> confessional booth moments. I think if I have a major failing as a conquest player, it's that situation where winning Planet One or Two is abjectly essential, and if if I win that, the game is going to go long. So then, gauging exactly how much effort to put in, and this is the thing I try and do, unfortunately, gauging exactly how much effort I need to win one of those and still be in a good state for later. And mm-hmm. the balance I right, often right, get wrong. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. 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 Sometimes you're like, I, just, I need a 51% chance of winning this, right? Yeah, yeah. I need to give exactly what I need to give, and then we're good, and I win by a token, right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. like, Which is beautiful when it happens. Yeah, there's, so, an you know. there's an achievement in our league where it's like, you win a planet with with a token unit being the winning unit. <laughs> there's an achievement in our league. It's happened once in all my experience, and it, it was a guardsman. Yeah. guardsman. A single guardsman token were like, Yay, I won the planet. <laughs> the guy's like, I'm alone. What do I do now? <laughs> like, hello, sir. Matt Damon sir? the Martian, right? Like, Yay! Anyone? Captain Blondebeard. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean, it, it, that's pretty wild. And I mean, I know with my play style, especially with being there, that, I, you know, I talk about, I always walk into Doom, I walk into Exterminatus, I walk into those traps. It's because I, over, I do overcommit. Where it's kind of like, okay, I absolutely positively have to win that planet. Yeah. Everyone will go there. And I, then everyone I, comes to HQ and next turn it's like, oh, great, doom. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jason. I was going to say, yourself and, <laughs> yourself and Jason are, are common ones for that. Yeah, against. Jason doomed yeah. me the other night. Yeah. We were on camera and he doomed me. I was, I was like, son of a... Yeah, so look, I, I think, yeah, fucking doom. <laughs> you know, and, I mean, an exterminatus. Yeah, there are a lot of times that it's like, okay, I've won planet one and two. Now I'm going to set up and I'm waiting on planet five. And sure enough, turn four when that's the second planet. Uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the Space Marine player will be like, ah, oh, Exterminatus. It's been fun to see some of the newer players here getting the feel of that because everyone's kind of like, when you use Doom, it's obvious. Let the guy go to his planet, let him win it, let him go home, and then obliterate his stuff. Right. You know, I've, I've sent my stuff elsewhere, they're perfectly safe. A, a lot of people, the whole thing of like, how the heck do I do? How the heck do I exterminate us properly? Kind of thing. I'm watching them learn the timing of you right, know, that planet go. You, you, you need that, to, you yeah. need, it's it's that balance between oh wait they're putting it on two. I need to kill them on while they're on two and not while two is one. And it's yep. a deploy phase thing. So, so if I, I don't do it, it now. now I, th- <laughs> yeah. I can't do it later. And mm. oh my gosh! But yeah, it's, it's that forcing forcing the situation where someone's going to go. I'm going to go to this planet over here. I decided right. my dudes will go here. Yes, they will. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right, so I have Eldoroth control uh, war because of his cheap units. 
Uh, Kith Control as my early game warlords. You have basically anybody who has two. Any of the space, like I said, any of the space, space marines, marines. I do think I, I do Kugroth, agree. Who got I'd agree yeah. with Nasdrake for sure. You know, I definitely yeah. and I definitely yeah. agree that Kato the fight you fight you guys, is yeah. is definitely a, a late game warlord because as the as the as the game more goes, of a late game warlord yeah. as well. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. as the game goes on, like I said, he's just kind of outpacing you. I ideally, mm-hmm. right? Um, and with some of the things that that the some of the tricks that the space marines now have, as far as uh, or that have always been around, like the Holy Sepulchre. Like when you do finally kill one of those tough units, oh, I'll take it back into my hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, great. Uh, the Cathedral of Saint Saint Camilla. Camilla. Like, oh, it doesn't matter that a four resource four resource unit went into my uh, <laughs> went into my graveyard because he's coming right back out at the next planet for free for a deploy action. It's like, oh boy. Yep, yep. You know, I I love. I, I've got that combination, Mavros. <laughs> I I, I got to admit, it's it's a. Uh, I love it when I see that disheartened look. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I just killed you, Devastators. What do you mean they're back in your hand? Yeah. Yep, afraid so. Yeah. Um, um, so then, Carl, any uh, early game Warlords from you? Any additions? Like you say, Eldrath definitely is the one that I've learned to play better on that lot. I'm kind of pondering it. Yeah, like I say, um, I'd agree. Uh, you've, you kind of talked me into Eldrath. I haven't really thought very well about which warlords I think do better in that phase as opposed to what I do in those. I think right. conquest is more that's my, my more my conquest mindset is how I handle that with with uh, whichever warlord. Like I'm looking at um Omega as a later later game one which I told Oh yeah, buy. yeah, like that's yeah. the next yeah. that's the next thing yeah. is like what are the late game warlords? Yeah. And I said Yeah. Old one I and Omega. Yeah, turn it turn it's definitely just because yeah. it's the it's, and so we'll move on to that. So I think that's because of the the addition of the synapse unit, mm-hmm. right? Because you're more than likely winning command where that synapse unit is going. So it might not be a very big difference over time, but uh, especially with Omega lately, I have a handful. I mean, I have 15 cards in my hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you know, this was the game on Wednesday, insane. remember? We were yep. playing with a, a buddy of mine who's played a fair bit of Omega and he's playing a different style deck to the one I'm following. And he ended it, he's like, look at all these cards, I never normally have these cards. And I said, I, as Omega, I do. I yeah. have like a dozen at least. You're yeah. just drowning in the things. Yeah. You know, you're winning so much command with so many of the harvest units and things down. Yep. You know, yeah, yep. drenched in them. And it's, so So Old One Eye and Omega, I found, are, are some of the best late game units. Now, those are late game in the in the manner of they're really, really hard to beat, right? There are late-game warlords that are good because they manage to wear you down mm-hmm. and maybe bloody your own warlord, and they can assassinate you. Mm-hmm. Flyball. Right? So, but is that a late-game... Would you see that as a late-game warlord as much as a... It, in a po- as opposed to just assassination. I mean, this is one of those weird questions. When we say later early game warlord, do we, um, are we thinking about someone who is easiest to play at those stages of the game? Like, you know, a warlord okay. is happiest when you go long. So yeah. the swarm lord is happiest when you go long. He is going to be he's, the most pla- effective. Most plan. effective when you go when you're yeah. on when you're yeah. playing when you're playing with less than five. Mm-hmm. That turn that begins that fourth third turn. Yeah. Fourth turn that begins with less when when you have okay I've, I've three planets have gone away into that state we have yeah. we have four planets left yeah right what what that's the late game for me that's yeah. what I'm defining as the late game yeah. now as we've we've as we've discussed in the past this game the because of the win condition of the three three icons mid and late and 
early, mid, and late game can change drastically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You lose the battle. Like, if it's a three-planet win, and and I have to win the third planet to win the game, and you you win it instead, then my next then my next win condition is two planets away. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I've gone from late game, right there, just, ah, woohoo, to, yeah. oh, now I'm back to mid game. So Pretty it much, fluctuates yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But late game, I would say, in general... Mm-hmm. Is the when you have planets four, five, six, and seven left, and, mm-hmm. and then later. So, so yeah, to, to, to qualify what I'm getting out there is the, 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 the difference I'm kind of seeing here is a difference between a warlord, which when you get to a low number of planets, pretty much no matter what happened, they'll do well. They're good at being able to claim the planets they need to push the game in the state it's going to be when it gets there. Or is a good late game warlord, the kind of thing I'm thinking about, is one who is. Um, has got there in the most gets there in the most effective way, if you know what I mean. Is that they can they can be in a, they can control the game or they can survive to that point more effectively mm-hmm. in the way they do command, in the way they pick out a, um, diff, um, particular units, in the way they remove threats. Well, there's a different. That, those are two different things, right? You're talking about at least this is what I'm hearing you say. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a person who can get to the late game yeah. effectively, and then, then a person who can play the late game effectively. Mm-hmm. And I th- and I'm thinking of in terms of. This question: yeah. Who can play the late game effectively? Yeah, okay. I mean, that's, that's kind of what right. I'm bringing up. Is the point mm-hmm. is those, those are those are different deals. Th- those are yeah. those are just as important, but they are slight, I guess slightly different questions. Right. So, they are, they so, are. and then here's a quick segue because yeah. we, the the other question we wanted to talk talk about was how to win a game when you're getting beaten on command. Mm-hmm. And we've talked a little bit about this, and basically what we can come up with is that you try to extend the game as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. If you are getting beaten on command, you need to interrupt the flow and extend the game to allow yourself a chance to catch up mm-hmm. in some manner or another. Yeah. Right? Whatever that might be, whatever, however that might look. So extending the game as early as possible, interrupting that flow, like, boom, picking off that third icon unit that forces them their win condition to two planets down is the, probably the most ideal, mm-hmm. or three planets down. Mm-hmm. Right. So getting to that late game is probably what you want to do if you're getting beaten on command. Mm-hmm. Right, because the longer right. the game goes, the more chance you have to recover. It, my right. feeling. Right. My feeling. So if it's a three-planet win and I don't have initiative, and my maybe I mulligan into a hand that's not great, um, I have to I have to look... And you have to... Oh, in my, my play style, I feel like I have to make this a decision almost immediately. It's like, where... It's like, all right, I'm not winning planet one. You know, do I do I go for planet two? Do I go for planet three? But where in where in in my opponent's victory train, in his victory condition, where do I need to make my stand to force again going to planet four, planet five, planet six? And so how to how to tie the two together? If you're getting beaten on command and you interrupt that phase, and the warlord is still badass, that's the late game warlord that I want to be playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I get what you're saying. That, yes, that they can, can. in a game that gets extended, I'm still in good shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I get what you're saying there. Okay, yeah, yeah, totally. So I, I'm looking at the whole thing about getting beaten on command. To me, there's two there's two situations you could be in. One of them is the obvious. One of them is the one where your opponent has locked down command. They choked you out, removed units. They're getting the stuff each turn, and they're in that position. But to do that, they because of the, either the style of deck or the place or the placement, they relinquish some 
um, momentum. Mm-hmm. They relinquish the ability to fight every single planet. Right. And that's where you have to be into a state, you have to be able to look at your deck and go, okay, how do I let the command game go and force them to start changing their game plan yep. by starting to win? Yep. That's one situation. Yep. The other one is the horrible, horrible one, which I think is the one you guys are pushing on more, which is the whole they've got command and they're winning the planets right. you're in that you're completely worst case scenario worst right, case right. scenario well, and and, but, you extend, but you can extend the game by when we're talking about how to win a game when you're getting a command yeah. really selective being very selective about where your battles take place and yeah. where you yeah. win planet and that's one basically, and yeah. you just say I'm going to win planet one and I'm going to win planet three and I better hope and the, the, the situations where people lose mm-hmm. myself included is when you're like okay I'm getting beat on command and I'm going to try to win uh, what's sitting here now is two and four, and I have initiatives on two and four, so I'm good there. But you know what? Three wins him the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like he's won one, and maybe we're you know halfway through the game. So the three, the one that I that the one that I really can't do battle on, is the one that wins it. Yeah. For him. yeah. And that's where you lose. And that's right? that's what I'm working towards is the idea that in that complete worst situation, it becomes okay. Like you guys were saying, where do I break the opposing clan? Right. Where do, where do I have a chance to come in and go? This is the this is the fulcrum. This is the linchpin that means I get this, and we do have a chance of the game moving on, where I can reclaim command and get right. some right. get some. And and, and, and and sometimes it's very very clear that it's going to be very very hard. Yeah, totally. to you to break that plan because yeah, they're like, oh, I have initiative. The I remember the, possibly one of the worst flops I've ever experienced as a war player, where I ha- I don't have initiative. He's a space marine player who has initiative. The one, three, and five planets where he had initiative are not green, and they lead him to victory. And the two and four planets that I have are green, and help me. But they don't but, stop him from losing. But winning. they don't stop him from winning <laughs> yep. because he can win one, three, and five. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, that's what happened. Right? Mm-hmm. There are some times when the planet flop just hates you. Yeah, totally. Right? And, but that's that's the final point I'm going to make. Is for me personally, that whole situation of I am on the back foot, back foot. The way I've pulled myself out of it is the um, the combat surprises. Is the events and tricks yep. and surprise abilities? That's the big thing for me. That's the one that I find is the most important tool. Where yeah. you can, you can, your opponent's ahead. He's like, "Oh, I got this. It's cool. It's it's locked down here. I'm getting these planets." You have to think about how you can go. Here's a fight he thinks he can win and prove him wrong. Right, and right. And, and so balancing on that knife's edge, with respect to playing those events. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Precisely. I was playing Jason uh, Wednesday night, and it was. Our second game, uh, War versus Morn. Guess who was playing War? I'll, I'll mm. give you one chance. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a Katachan out, and I, I had a Katachan out and a to arms in my hand. And I had my to arms in hand, and this is the one that uh, readies a support card, mm-hmm. right? So I can Katachan twice to somebody. And I could have Katachan, I could have I used it twice before, before I actually did. I held on to it, I think, from turn from command on turn one mm-hmm. I had it in my hand from command turn one and I didn't use it until the three uh, planets five six and seven were left and I used it for a rattling dead eye when I had initiative and I went plus three two arms plus three so or plus two plus two so dead eye's hitting for five and he hits for five on a bloody morn and then uh, war comes in for the killing blow right yeah but I had that to arms. I could have. There were three times where I'm like, "Do I really need to overcommit and make sure that I win here?" Yeah, he's just going to do it. I, I could play this and make sure that I win, or I could just try to just tax the heck take out the, of his shields, yeah, take the risk, right, yeah. and take the risk and not play it. So that's where you need you as a player need to find where that balance is that that works for you. Yeah. Using Mind War and Eldroth, 
right? Yeah. Maybe Mind War is... Yeah, Mind War is one of the ones that's so hard to learn properly. It's, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's so fun to play. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, that's just like exhaust everybody and kill yeah. you all. Yeah. But that Mind War might be more valuable two turns from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's right? take a classic example. Archon's Terror. Most decks will have two. Maybe, most decks will have two. So the Archon's yeah. Terror is the classic. This, this, at the right moment, will end the game. So you have to sit in it with your two resources and not go... Oh, he's yeah. going to kill my thing. He's going to hit my wall. Like I'm making go away, yeah. and you watch people do it. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they can't. You let the warlord it. get bloody, and you're like, no, 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 no. Oh, boom! Damn it! Should use that? Should use that? Yeah. No, so um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the, yeah. the events, the swings, combat yeah. events, combat Surprises. swings, making combat, taxing them through combat is probably a, is yeah. a good. Well, like I say, finding that weak, finding that weak point there where advice. you can you could be a, a situation of like I say they're, they're well ahead. You can break their plan solidly. You know, you can, it's one of the few ways you've got of responding if they're ahead on the units and they've got a decent command locker down against you. It's one of the few few um, things open to you. In that situation where, let's say, I'm trying to make a stand at a planet, I realize, okay, I've got, I'm going to be committing units there, but in the meantime, I'm using my trying to use my warlord strategically as well to either go and uh, win command at a planet and then possibly kill his command unit so he won't have command at the next the following turn, mm-hmm. or and uh, I think I did this a couple times uh, last night on Wednesday. Um, I'll, especially when you, it's important to have initiative or at least I was playing I sent my uh, warlord to a planet where uh, Michael was playing the Tyranids and he was going to get he had the two he had two units out the, the units out that give him plus one resource plus one card oh, the harvesters the yeah. harvester yeah. at a two card planet so mm-hmm. he's getting two resources and four cards so um, that's probably why he's like I don't I'm not I was letting him have that uh, mo- <laughs> most turns because I was winning command everywhere else or most everywhere else. Um, but one or two of those turns, when I had initiative, I sent my warlord there to to stop that. That mm-hmm. and it wasn't no, it wasn't no. that I needed the two cards. It was that I was just denying my opponent that those resources mm-hmm. and those cards that turn. And then my first attack was just Mavros would retreat. Yeah. So you know, it, it, if you can, it's a gamble. I because I've set that trap, and I and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Where you have a heavy re- heavy planet, it's giving you a lot of resources are a lot of cards I, I've set that trap there going you know uh, the warlord's got he's got to realize that I'm getting so much there and the warlord's got to go there to try to cap it mm-hmm. and I'll send my warlord there or if I'm playing Ragnar you know I'll send my warlord to a planet next to it because I have I have Ragnar's hunt so that uh, Blackbane's hunt yeah, Black, yeah Blackbane's hunt so that when when the warlord shows up there it's like aha you know and it pounce um, so it, it's 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 a gamble, and, and that's one of the things I love about uh, Conquest and how the game can change like that. Because worst case scenario, you know, it, it, sometimes there's just nothing you can do, and okay, well, good game. But sometimes you can shuffle up and you can make those make those changes, and you're like, wow, okay, I, if I just win here, if I, if this pays off one time, I can extend the game and give myself a chance. Mm-hmm. And those games are are just friggin' awesome. Yeah. When yeah. when you when you basically you got to roll the dice and it's it's like oh yes all right yeah yeah, yeah I yeah, lived yeah. to fight another day yeah yeah <laughs> kind of oh no it's it's uh, Jason and I have had a lot of conversations and I mean that last game that last turn uh, in the game the other night we're sitting here at three planets and I had made it I I'd said I I put a AIP at three I had a I had uh, the rattling dead eye at one, at one and I had two units at two which I think were both ranged. So I'm like, you go anywhere, because I had the two arms. He didn't know about that. But you go anywhere, I'm going to get you. <laughs> like, I'm going to get you. I'm, I'm going to get you, right? Because <laughs> uh, 
because it, as it happens at the time, the middle planet, planet two, was the wind condition for both of us. Planet one didn't matter. So he was he didn't want to go to the AIP planet, and he was he was like, okay, I can't I can't take four, <laughs> right? I can't take four right before uh, uh, you have a ranged guy hit me again, right? So, um, it so that was a that's one of those games where you're playing like, okay, I I was thinking, okay, commit to two. No, I go to one. I keep my initiative. I go to one. And he went to one, two, and I got to swing with range and swing with war, and it was over. <laughs> so, yeah, those times when you're just, like, you're not out thinking the deck. It's not randomized. It's not a random access. It's not these kinds of things. It's pure and simple. What are you doing? And you may, the, that one time you managed to outthink your opponent is pretty rewarding. I, I, there have been plenty of times when the, my opponent has out out me, out oh, yeah. me, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, that's that's what I like in the game that you and I played that I posted to the YouTube channel. You were playing, was I playing Necrons? No, I was playing Morn, and you and I prevented you from triggering the ability. <laughs> I prevented you from triggering the the, the Yavarn to put it into play, mm -hmm. and then I'm at Karnath and I trigger Yavarn. Oh my yep. god! <laughs> <laughs> and you put a seven cost space marine unit into play. I put a four coster. I'm like, yay! All right, whoa! That was a, that was oh god! I was not thinking that day. And that well, that was after you discard another one of my seven costs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was I was looking at it, it's like how do I trigger both those planets to get both <laughs> these into play? And then you you uh, I think you you win the planet where I discard one. Marless, yeah, yeah, and and you. When you put that out, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I only got to, I only got to win one, and and you triggered it for me, so I appreciate that, man. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were talking about swingy about before about like you know combat surprises and swinging a combat a weird way. So, um, seeing a quick game, I think against um, I forget who it was against Marine one. The guy throws down a big um, Ungarn gene stealer, hard plays him rather than ambushes him. Okay. So, okay, so he's trying to hold the fight rather than surprise him. Okay, then he throws regeneration on. Not something I run in my Omega right now, but he's got a nice big. You don't you know, run regeneration in Omega. Different, totally different Omega deck. Yeah. Oh my you know, god! Yeah. He's, he's got, he's regeneration old, is three times yeah. in every turn in the deck yeah. I have. That's yeah, why I only have one turn in the deck. Yeah. But no, he's big, big six. So he's against the opposing warlord. Nice big six, six now with basically a six eight with the health to come in. Yeah. Guy sits there, does a few attacks, and there's a malceptor, new synapse that can right, 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 infestation right, right. Hanging, hanging around on a different planet. Yeah. And the um, the and the and the um, the the Umgal does his thing. He smacks the warlord once. Decent hit shielded. They start chewing him down. He gets another good swing in, another big shield. So the warlord's like hovering, and the this this guy is essentially dead. He's been he's had his regen reset. He's got a few health left. Yeah. And the turning player on his action goes, okay, so I've got I'm not going to get another swing, so I'm going to lose against this warlord. Yeah. The planet he's on is infested, which was the weird bit because he didn't ambush him. You know. Obviously, he wanted the regeneration. And the guy goes predate to a planet nearby. Predation. Like, okay. Um, past my action. Predation onto the planet with the Malceptor. Okay? The planet with the Malceptor on is remove all damage. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I'm one of those like, you can't see that one. I mean, it's a lot of cards. Yeah, a lot oh of yeah. setup, but the that's guy a, clearly had the plan going in. You're like, ooh. That's, a, that's two of the same card <laughs> in <Yeah>. your hand. <laughs> yep. But that, that, that one's like, ooh, okay, yeah. You'd see, you'd, you'd, you'd gone, wait, 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 I got this. I have this. I have this weird combo here that I'm like, haha. Predation. Uh oh. Predation. Oh, oh, crap. <laughs> well, that, what I love is like, myself, the, the typical, I'm going to lose a planet here, so I predate the next one. To mean that later on I've got infestation ready. Right. I do that in combat quite a lot. So for the first predation, it's a predation. Second one, wait, what is he? Oh no. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> you know? and that's the thing with predation. It, it it really is a 
circumstantial card. Sometimes you play it during deploy as a as a delay, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I've I've put out my scything hormigons, I've infested that planet, yeah. and then they t they deploy, and then you play a predation to to delay your own deploy at mm -hmm. zero cost, and you're infecting infesting another planet. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like that, which yep. is an amazing Swinging. thing. Sometimes yep. it's like, okay, I'm about to the planet one, which is I'm about to win, is currently infested or I currently lose. Get I'm going to lose or win it. It doesn't matter, but I'm going to infest the next one, right? So it is a very flexible card. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's it's become a you know pe people people yeah. have uh, the, largely I think the community has has taken to playing it more more and more now. But I was playing two of in the original in my original. Uh, uh, old one eye. Old one eye. Yeah, well, because of because I was playing with the uh, venomthrope, mm -hmm. zoanthrope, the, the one that deals two damage or one mm -hmm. damage. Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> so we haven't n talked about jungles very much. I've played uh, four or five games with jungles. You guys have played some, I know. Yeah. Only the, what only do you think? Th have you used the deep strike cards yet? Yes. I have, I, yes, you, you've landed them. I've, I have not myself yet. I, I do, the talking weird, talking weird combos there. One of the ones I've got prepping up, and if you get a chance, I might play this one. Because I, I suddenly looked at a load of the U cards and went, I haven't played the Space Marine in forever properly. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to build a Ragnar deck. Standard bearer from the Necrons. Oh. Ambush. Carl, yeah. Carl, <laughs> have I taught you nothing? <laughs> yeah. Ragnar, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so ambushy, ambushy standard bearer, first of all. Just an ability to get a few more ambush in. And a wonderfully, hilariously janky combo that I worked out. And it's one of those ones that it's both uh, both a, a silly combo effect, and it's one that if you play it, it plays into Ragnar's um, ideals. So, stay with me, the idea is here. Um, I deep strike a card at a planet. Okay, the warlord is going to go there. He wants to snipe command. There's nothing else there on my side, right. and you've, the ball is laid out where if the warlord doesn't go there, cool, that's beneficial to you. You've stopped him where he wants to go. So the warlord ends up opposite a deep striked card. You throw down a lone wolf, your Ragnar, elsewhere. The lone wolf is doing his job, claiming command somewhere. Now this is where it gets fun. We hit the command phase. Warlord ends up at the planet with this deep strike card. You use the Lone Wolf's ability to exhaust him in the command phase and get him over to that planet. So now you have Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf and Dude. Opposing Warlord's all fine, I'll kill the Lone Wolf in time, that's no problem. He won't, won't get enough to really hurt me, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Then you deep strike up the uh, Marine, I think, Armored Company, is it? The Eighth Company. The Eighth Company guys. Which is, I wake, uh, which is, you deep strike them up, they're now, now it's like 3 3, and they ready a unit at the planet. Yeah. Ready, ready a Space Marine unit. So yeah. you've gone from the deploy to combat from nothing at the planet to two three threes. Yep, and I'm like that yep. baby there. That is the deep strike stuff. And actually, <laughs> I'm looking at this. Lone Wolf is actually just an action, so you exactly. could actually do that as a delay. Yes, you could exactly during so. deploy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do no pass. because it has no to be, warlord. No has warlord. To go, it has to go to a planet with a where you don't control. You don't control any units, and right. an enemy warlord is there. Yeah, warlord. with an enemy warlord and yeah. without any units you control. Yeah. Oh, so you gotta wait till you gotta right wait till the, uh, so wait till the warlord command. command. Right, right so now, there's no way to have a warlord there. Command. Yeah, command or combat. The trick there is you need to do it in command, so you do it before the battle begins. You could do it at the start of the combat turn, I suppose. You know, right, but then you wouldn't get the untap from the the, the ready. No, you're okay because it's when the battle attack. begins, not when the combat phase begins. So there's one window outside the battle, right? We've said this before. Right. I'm pretty sure there's one combat window, one combat action window, which is not during the first battle. So that's when you, you could pull the wolf over then, ready him up, do that combo there. Right. So that's that's that's. I just saw that and thought, yeah, that's that's my favorite kind of thing. It's it's a it's honestly it's a very gene still thing going from that planet appears to be empty to dear god that planet's full of lots of attack. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. Combat phase is three point one. 
it, it begins, there's an action window, and then you go to 3.2, which is Resolve Battle, First Planet. Yep, so you have your one little chance there. I've been teaching a lot of new people recently, so my, my action window is down solid at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Very precisely. And then Headquarters Phase, the action window is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the command phase window is just before the phase ends. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep, yeah. yep. After you resolve all the command struggles. Yeah. But that works fine because in that case, the wall. And that's the action. That's the action window, right? The reaction stuff can happen with any trigger oh, yeah. that any, happens any, in those any, any relevant trigger will fire. But that's the yeah. that's the action window. Action window proper. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. There's um. I think I was watching one of the regular guys using the Scions, the Deep Strike ranged Imp Guard mm-hmm. guys. I haven't used them yet. Imperial Guard. Yeah, yet. which is definitely definitely a bit of a case of, I put down a reserve card and pass, and I have a lot of resources. And your opponent goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's yeah. the thing, right? <laughs> you, know. you know, there's... there's uh, I was reading some things online, and I think the going thinking, the the predominant thinking is that deep strike cards are kind of planet one better and i don't know if i think that i don't think here's here's what here's the deal here's the here's the benefit of deep striking a card you put it on planet three you put it on planet two you sit there it's not there right mm-hmm. the card is there mm-hmm. yep. but there's no unit to be warped warp uh, warp, warp storm mm-hmm. there's you can't trigger like there's a trigger, there's a battle there, but that unit doesn't go away, mm-hmm. right? Because he's not there. He's buried, you know, sixty feet underground in a drop well, pod, well, right? Or whatever, or whatever you know, it is, right? Orbital, or yeah, yeah or he's yeah. he's in a tunnel formed by the warp opening up, and you know, a yeah. hundred feet down, whatever it might be, whatever the thematic mm-hmm. approach you want to take is yeah. to that deep strike card, it's not there. The only thing that's affected it so far is the seer adept, which allows you to look at it, yeah, and then. No surprises. Uh, no, no surprises, surprises which yeah. allows you to burn it, right? Exactly. And no surprises is going to be a neat card. That's one where we'll see how far, how prevalent deep striking is. So the prevalence of deep strike cards will determine how valuable no surprises be, is, maybe how, how whether you play it or not, and the, also the see your adept. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that. You talk about the whole, like, people, the, the general opinion being deep striking should be around the first planet. I'm totally with you that I can buy that. A lot of deep strike cards can be quite aggressive. They're simply a matter of get it down, get an effect, you know, the, right. the readying guy, stuff like that. I'm, I'm with you that putting them out on other planets as well is completely viable. I mean, worst comes to the worst, it's a one resource, one card deploy stall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, which you know, that's pretty mm-hmm. darn good in them itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about no surprise and stuff. I did a very, very quick analysis. I looked at the the cards and went. Right now, the problem to watch out for is when Marines are using deep strike cards. Yeah, <laughs> because they're the ones right now who have some of the best options between them. Well, they and have the, two, and the and the, on, almost all the guard ones are not loyal. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guard one varies between "I'm here to get rid of an opposing um, thingy card" or "I'm an enormous range unit who's going to screw you over." Yeah. So that's the that's what I'm getting at. Is uh, people are, are not quite um, yet accounting for the idea that deep strike cards are horrible surprises. You don't know for sure what's there. The Eldar right. have an advantage with the Seer if the if they become a big deal. It's a bit of an arms race thing. It's like it's like having the the. Um, the, um, Trust but verify. Su- <laughs> yeah, I know. The, so, yeah, the support, the support removal stuff before really scary supports came in. Everyone yeah. went, "Oh, forget yeah, those." Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that if if deep strike becomes a bigger deal, the series far more sensible. But right now, the one to watch out for, I think, is Marines. They've yeah. got well, some of the nastiest possibilities. Yeah, in my, that in my bloody jump pack. Yeah, in my Mavros deck, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not running. I'm not running the 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 Scion, but I'm running. I'm running jump pack, which I think is great. 
and and the, and the eighth and the eighth company. Yep. So when well, I that, when I put that if out, you have three of an each. That's six. Right. Mm-hmm. That's six deep strike cards. You add the scion. That's nine. Yeah. If you're playing AM, mm-hmm. is the Space Marine one loyal? Is the yeah, eighth company it, is loyal? Because well, no, 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 the jump pack is loyal. the jump pack is loyal because it's a two shield. But you deep strike it for one, and then the reserve cost. You put it in reserve for one, right? You deep strike, the deep strike cost is zero. So basically, you right. get an attachment that gives it a unit flying. Well, I, I had the B, I had the the jump pack on my Blood Angel veteran. veteran. <laughs> it was so it was going to be like, hey, you know, it all was, those. It, it's like watching watching Michael play, and he's like, oh, whoa. You have <laughs> to <laughs> swing for three to do one damage. One damage. Yeah. That's um, insane. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I told you too. I did that in my Space Marine Mavro <laughs> stack. I, I deep struck him, and he, he and Jason stayed the hell away. And I went back to HQ. Doom. Yeah. Well, okay. well, well, I mean that's the one here. John got John got a fair deal because the because what's his name ambushed three invasive gene stealers. To reduce his health yeah, by zero. Yeah, that, that was nine resources, <laughs> nine but resources he went away. To reduce <laughs> you know, yeah. But that was good because, Wait, you know... He, so, so the invasive gene stealer is Omega's hit signature unit, yes, right? it's minus one hit point. It's you not give damage. a minus one hit point and plus yeah. one hit point to itself. Yeah. So they yeah. all three come in? Yeah, just with the so At the final planet. So, but, I mean, that was good because then... Because it kept, it kept my... Um, it, yeah. it kept my uh, sword brother and dreadnought alive. Yeah. So oh yeah, totally. The, but it was the, the, it was the only part. real so, like, choice he had. The, yeah. the blood know? angel. So thematically, the blood angel veterans is flying above the field, and these gene stealers land, and all of a sudden. He feels kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one lands and he feels a little bit sicker. Well, th- and then another yeah, one lands and he feels really sick and so sick he just dies. Yeah, <laughs> he's, just, he's just a corpse that flies off then. <laughs> <laughs> just, think, just, just think about the main point here is the jump, the jump pack is not a flying device. It's literally for jumping. So, you know, he, the, the Blood Angel veteran's there. He stood, stood in the clearing and like, ha three invasive genes at point. He goes, ah, but you see... He pulls out his, 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 his he pulls out his, down from the sky comes his um, jump pack lands on his back he leaps into the air he looks looks impressed he lands on the ground lands on the ground the three jeans are all waiting uh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> oh crap here you go yeah no, so, I mean, that, that was oh. that was a great that was a great one and I mean and I think you know Michael Michael had had seen that did you win you the know, game. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Ridiculously close yeah. combat. It was, it was ridiculously huh? close. Yeah, it one, was ridiculously close. One unit's worth of, of like combat. It was silly. indomitable yeah. on on the sword brother. He he had a, a Yimgarl gene stealer there that was like oh. a six four. <laughs> that then he put acid. He ambushed acid well, Mara onto. This. So it was he, had, like, he had a planet full of stealers, and he had ruined passageways down. Yeah, and oh. he'd he'd, um, yeah. he'd bullied to the planet, so he had most of his guys exhausted out in the yeah. initial, and then um, oh no, other way, uh, yeah, yeah, Michael had most of his guys, yeah, exhausted. exactly. So the ruined Menti would get a decent set of swings, but literally it came down to if um, if he hadn't if he hadn't maintained one of his units, the the playout would have gone. Yeah, yeah, wow. he, he, he attacks with his big gene steel, and I indomitabled. Yeah. I had two resources left, and I indomitabled to keep the uh, to keep the sword brethren dreadnought alive. Yep. And then he, found, he then he killed off one of the righteous initiates, and I played a card that surprised both him and Carl. I played Vengeance, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so which is a Marine event when yeah. a Marine unit dies, ready another Marine unit. Yeah, it's funny because my so Mavros like, oh. deck has one of the Vengeance, and <laughs> and all these little, like you and I talked to you the other day, and you're like, yeah, mine. I use Vengeance. I'm like, I know what that is. <laughs> I was looking I, at it. I, last had night to, I, I had to go. Wait, what? Vengeance? <laughs> what the hell is this deal? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's the one with the Space Marine. <laughs> Gunning at a yeah. big Tyranid coming yeah, in at yeah. it. Yeah, the yeah. art. The art yeah. The, so, I mean, that's fun because that's, that's a classic combat surprise. That's a perfect yeah. example of, oh, oh, okay, that com- that whole battle just changed. Yeah. Wait a second. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because I got, I got a second. I got a, 
uh, second hit with the sword, brother. Because the first, the first one I went ahead and uh, I think I bloodied uh, Subject Omega with the sword, brethren. Then he ambushed all that stuff onto the onto the Yimgarl. Yimgarl attacked. I and I indomitabled, and so we're both exhausted. We go back back and forth a few times. When he kills one of my Marines, I readied the ready the sword, brethren, dreadnought, and then I think I used Mavros's ability on him to go ahead and make sure I had enough to finally kill that because he had regeneration on the Yimgarl as well. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, so, so, to, to, yeah. To, to, I had to do like seven points to him and that, outright, not and, to, and, that he couldn't use the regeneration. And that story goes to the value of and how a Space Marine deck is so powerful late game, mm-hmm. right? Here Omega was building up and building up and building up and building up, but you had two or three cards in your hand that allowed you to do, be tricksy, yeah. yeah, right? And boom, you 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 prevent damage. You ready? If someone do, someone does die. You ready the big guy and you go after him again. Mm-hmm. And you you were able to be tricksy for that for that. And that's playing cards out of hand, right? When I'm playing other, I've I've got so used to playing war during the championship season. That when I was playing decks where you can't play stuff during combat, I was really out of place. Right. No, I got I got no actions. I got nothing. I got a swing for one. Okay, I I just felt completely neutered, completely out of place. I want, as, as we realized that the only year when I picked up on my elder stuff, I'm totally in that agreement. When I don't can't look at my hand and go, well, I could, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm in the same state of not knowing what's going down. Yeah, I would on the marine front. I would say there a big deal about the marines. Are, I think is force multiplier. Almost all their events are, I have a small set of elite dudes. Well, of course I do. I'm Space Marines. I, elite in the right, general right. term, not specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I have a small small, small number of outnumbered, very, very good powerful, combat. awesome good yeah. guys. You know. And all my cards are simply, well, you guys are suddenly doing far better than you'd expect. They're not the adding your attack. They're not remo- you know, removing damage. It's simply, these guys achieve things you wouldn't think were possible. Mm-hmm. Vengeance um, and crushing blow. Crushing, oh yeah, I played examples. Crushing Blow. I know. It was, like, it was so telegraphed when you used that. I was like, yeah, here it comes. <laughs> I was like, arr, <laughs> it's arr. has to whack. You know? But that's their kind of deal. As opposed to, like, say, the Astro Militarum ones, which are all, I sacrifice a large number of our guys to make one of these dudes do something meaningful. Yeah. You know, the, the preemptive um, summary execution and stuff like that. Whereas the Marine one is, no, 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 keep the small cadre of guys going and keep them doing stuff. Yeah. You know, And that's, that's a really nice stylistic thing, to be fair. Yeah, it's great, it's great that the card game mechanics support the thematic occurrences in uh, Warhammer of you know sp- yeah. a small oh, group absolutely. of space marines landing on a planet like just a just one tactical squad and then yep. you know being able to dominate the entire planet. <laughs> it's like really not, holy not, shit. Not, not, not that I want to quote a film that should be um, eminently forgotten, but back in um, when I was uh, still working at GW, uh, when the Phantom Menace came out. <laughs> There was a, a joke that people would say, which would be the whole deal of like, um, you know, there'd be some guy would lay out his enormous orc army or something, and some dude on the other side would put like ten marines out. Yeah, you know, anyway, then his new player would be like, seriously, you know, that that doesn't seem to be very fair. And the response would be, you'd never fought marines before, have you? <laughs> <laughs> well, and and they're tricksy, they're tough, and with unstoppable. Uh, you know, in the Mavros. Oh, oh, yeah, the Mavros one. What is it? Oh. Vow of Honor? Va- yeah. What is the one? Yeah. That's the one I was thinking of oh, when we were talking word. about. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, here you go. I have plus three attack now because I've taken one damage. So you swung for three at my Blood Angel veterans. I take one mm-hmm. because I'm flying. And now I'm hitting for six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, I. No! <laughs> no! It's like I you pulled just... your boot off. You should be hurting more than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing you did was just really piss me <laughs> off. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, oh, wow! <laughs> that, yeah, that is pretty good. 
so one of the cards that I do want to talk, and we usually don't talk about previews too much, but in the Warp Unleashed pack, there was a because I, you know I am this is my thing, Astra Militarum. Uh, there is a support, a two cost support called Jungle Trench. It's a loyal Astra Militarum support. As a combat action, exhaust the support to prevent one damage assigned from each attack made by a non warlord unit this round. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's 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 an old white magic that's an old, that's, that's an old white magic trick, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Inside this combat so no one's having one. Yeah. <laughs> so like no. prevent one damage from everybody from everybody you and, from, you well, and them, from everybody yeah. that isn't a warlord. Yeah. So you yeah. So I mean, obviously that's a classic example of here's my warlord. There's all your dudes. Let's jungle trench that, shall we? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. You know that's the the perfect version. In the fan with that is an also a very interesting one. Orc. I can't quite. I can't see the attacks and hit points, but it seems to say it's a two cost army unit. I can't see if there's a command icon. There's not two, at least. But it's a warrior. Each elite unit you control at this planet. It's an orc one now. It's not. It's a common orc. Each elite unit you control at this planet gains interrupt. When this unit is assigned damage, reduce that damage by two. What the hell? How, do we know the cost on it? It's a two cost. It's a two cost unit. So each elite unit you control at this planet gains interrupt. When this planet, when this unit is assigned damage, reduce that damage. Blank. We don't know what that says. And then two, which I'm assuming is by two, because that's so it's their, it's their version of the Chimera, and it's even more of a kill that guy. Yeah, kill that yeah, guy it's now. A, it's, it's, a, it's a double version of the Steel Engine Chimera. Yeah, I mean it's that's for elites. Is that dude loyal? No, he's not loyal. He's a common orc. Yeah, that's rough. So it's the weird, demons, like man. like thinking demons. about thinking about yeah. like so orcs can pair with Astro Militarum and Chaos, and you're thinking, I'm like, okay. Elite isn't really the flavor of Astra Militarum, but chaos? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Right? I'm just oh, and there's about, some I'm, there's some tasty orc elites too now too. I mean, they're usually Princes the most might, totally. the big the big battle them, wagons. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, just oh god, just think of um, doing the um, the Nurgling Nurgle stuff. Sit him out there with the freaking um, gleeful plague beast, and the gleeful all of a sudden isn't killing all the stuff you care about to the right, planet. Right, right. You know, like doink, doink, doink. That's because it's not from the attack; it's just assigned the damage, right? When this unit is assigned damage, oh, oh, oh you can. Oh, that's awful. Oh, that's Nurgling insane. Bomb, Nurgling bomb and, and warp storm, and oh, oh, that's oh, horrible. Yeah, that's an awful, awful combination, isn't it? <laughs> this little, this follower of Gork is the guard or is, name, or is it Mork? Or is it Mork, <laughs> no, or yes. was it Mork? Yeah, it was it Mork? Yes. Yeah, follower, a follower of Gork is the card, and wow, you could just be like, yeah, I have hit, but then he dies. We don't know what his stats are, right? True, true. But, <laughs> so it yeah, might only right. be worth one. Yeah. But I mean, but, like throw an attachment on the dude for warp storm for starters. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Um, uh, I was thinking in, in terms of general attack, uh, frontline hard boys, frontline hard boys, him, add, yeah. add whatever elite you oh, want, elite all, prevent to. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's going to be insane because I mean, when you said the jungle trench, I, I started thinking it's like, okay, well, jungle trench and steel legion chimera. Wow. Okay. So no, normally when steel legion chimera is out, everybody's got to target. Usually targeting it at one first. Yeah. Uh, to get for it. Now you got to do one more hit point to it if you have the jungle trench out. Mm-hmm. Right. So and then something weird like oh, rock creek bunker. Frontline hard, frontline hardboard, right? Just shield cards. I mean, keep in mind like, the problem. It's insane. The, the problem there is that with the trench one, like I say, is it becomes a game of um, 
if I'm not a warlord, I'm heavily nerfing how hard I hit as well. Because it's, it's all units. That's what it says. Any When any unit that's not a warlord makes an attack, they reduce their damage by one. It's uni- It's global. Oh yeah, you're right. That's Exhaustive the support it's, to prevent one like, damage like aside pass- from each attack made by a non-warlord unit yeah, this round. It reminds me of the old white, white magic deck stuff of prevent all combat damage. I'm tired of this combat. It's not happening. So, oh, so like you're right. That's you interesting. It's, out, not yeah. Enter- yeah. it's not yeah. enemy army. That's why units. I was thinking one of the one of the good uses is AM warlord versus lots of dudes. He goes jungle trench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the opponent goes, oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you know, that's a weird one. I mean, it could be worth it, but the problem is you're going to end up playing out the battle. So the only situation I can think of with the Chimera and the Trench is a kind of a game of you're going to run away after this first combat round. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure that this combat round, basically nothing happens. Well, then you know. then maybe that's a... It's it's weird because I thought it was a pro-weenie deck, a pro-weenie card, but it looks like it's a almost definitely it's an anti-weenie deck. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a support... Lack, forgive the pun, it supports elites. It supports mm-hmm. use of elites because you want to get in bigger hits because you know one's going to be... Yeah. That they're going to be reduced by one. Yeah. Wow! It's a weird little card, isn't it? It's an odd one. But I'll also That's point: we're seeing a lot of prevent damage just now. Yeah, it seems to be one of the themes popping up all of a sudden. Because mm-hmm. before now, it was pretty rare. That's why the Chimera was so prevalent. It's one of the few things that would prevent damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. That's Prince's impressive. Might is a big one, right? Yeah, Prince's exactly. Might, oh, Prince's the, Might. Is the, the, <laughs> oh, yeah. The <laughs> event that says demons cannot be attacked. Or can be, cannot be damaged by units with our uh, two costumes. Isn't it, isn't it just costumes can't deal damage? Can't deal damage. Period. You should clarify that. One. That's it's, it. Might be even be worse than I think it is. Like no, it, it def- definitely goes for for demons. And uh, if only there was a way we could find these things out. They're right here. The cards. <laughs> I swear. I swear. <laughs> or maybe not. Look, like it should have been. But <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. Folks. Here it is. There we go. Deep Strike 1, uh, after you Deep Strike this event, Daemon units at this planet cannot be damaged by units with printed cost 2 or lower until the end of phase. But that's okay, it cannot be damaged. You can kind of champ pump them all you like. You can't hurt them. Right. Yeah, that's but, horrible. But yeah. tokens do get around that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So. yeah. But token is a bit of an easier deal to handle most of the time. Most the, of the, the time. time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so it's, it's very cool. I, I, well, I hope that. The, our discussion on the best early game and best late game warlords has helped folks I certainly learned in talking with you just prepping for this episode talking with you yesterday it got me thinking about this stuff the The whole idea of the two attack is an interesting way to think about it and, and you know we've always known the Nasdaq is a bully but that's, yeah, that's also it's, it's kind of a classifying it. warlords thing like you say there I mean yeah. you, the, the Sinesh one comes up waves it around because he's high high health Lots of damage, but distributed. Right. Yep. So yeah, he's uh, yeah, aggressive in a different manner. But yeah, and and I guess the ability makes it too. I don't often go hard into combat with Omega, just because his ability because his ability is passive and open. You may you don't have to have him at the fight, so he may as well be somewhere else. Right. Right. Being more yep. safe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yep. kind of like kind of like War Green. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to be at that green planet like Strachan to give your guys give you guys the the combat bonus. You know, yeah. but and it, again, maybe that just dovetails with my style of play, where it's like if I'm playing a I, what I feel is a combat-heavy warlord, then I want to. Uh, I'm very aggressive in Planet One and Two. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. All right, cool. Well, we have some tournaments coming up. We have one July 10th at Hunter Game Cafe. We have one July 31st at Total Escape Games. Those are both. The July 31st one is just a few days before Gen Con. So if you're in the area, and even if you're not coming to Gen Con, 
uh, come on down to Total Escape and give Jason and I and those who, who are going to Gen Con, give us our best challenge so we can prep our decks as best, best we can for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an active YouTube channel. Active being, you know, a, a, a subjective term, I suppose. Uh, as I've said before, uh, we're not the hive tyrant. We can't do it daily, but we do Shout put, out, put out some. <laughs> and so we're going to try to put out some more common, uh, some more videos with commentary. And so uh, look out for that. If you if you want, you can be a subscriber to that channel. You can just click the link uh, on our Podbean website. Mm-hmm. That'll we, get you there. We have an ongoing um, uh, league Conquest at um, Haunting Game Cafe at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wednesday night is the, league, is the league day, but we run our league week to week, so you can play anytime you like. And we're doing an interesting rating-based thing. It's kind of a chess ladder situation where how you do in each game is based on which warlord you're playing. And the warlords are listed by rank, and if you're playing a highly ranked warlord, your games will be go badly. And the yeah. vice versa. This led to the fantastic situation of us ending our first week with Kugaf, entirely deserved, in second place, and Urian Rakaf in the yeah. top. And he's still there, <laughs> which is pretty darn funny. No one else has managed to win consistently enough to move Urian Rakaf from the top of our league ranking. Wow, cool. So come cool. along and correct that, please. <laughs> Thanks to Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you'd like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at TraxisSectorWarcast at gmail.com. Fire our Facebook page or Twitter at TraxInSectorWC or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC, where you can save 10% if you mention you heard about them here. Thanks for listening. The The Emperor Emperor Protects. Protects. Attention, God! I'm Commissar War! You may call me Commissar War! We are currently orbiting Farron, a planet that sends even the most ruthless Xenos to flight, but not the Imperial Guard. Not when I'm in charge. No matter what you think, you will be going down fighting and- In Malice's name, first and east! Huh. Well, I guess that's it then. Who's up for some dice? Cards? Spellfire, anybody?